0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values, bringing you an update almost at the end of the Texas legislative session. So, you know, I like to get out and about on Saturday, spend time with my family, get on the baseball field in the spring, I'm going to be at the Texas Capitol today because the legislature is still meeting. There's just a few days left in the Texas legislative session, and we've got some unfinished business. So if you've stayed up to date with our work at TXValues.org or on our social media, Facebook page or Twitter, at TXValues, you know what's going on. But if you haven't, hey, it's not too late. There's still time to engage. There's still time to make a difference. And there's some big issues on the table. So let me just start from the beginning. We went into this legislative session with three goals, three top priorities. And certainly there's a lot more that we wanted to do and look at and and be mindful of and bills we wanted to pass, bills we wanted to make sure didn't pass. But at the top of our list were three items. Number one, the Texas Privacy Act. And everyone's known from the beginning this was going to be an issue early on. We've seen it boiling up in cities across the state. In other school districts where they've tried to allow men into women's bathrooms, they've tried to force us to allow boys into girls' bathrooms and shower rooms and locker rooms on public schools. So we've known for a while that the state has had to get to step in and have a across the state that everyone has to follow before this issue gets trolled. controlled. So I said unfinished business. That versions of that bill have moved the Senate passed a very strong version of that. The House tried to come up with their alternative, which was a compromise. That still couldn't get done because of leadership from Joe Strauss and Byron Cook, who killed the legislation and made it very clear. Strauss said that he didn't want to pass it. Byron Cook, the chair, of, excuse me, the chair of House State Affairs, would not let the bill come out of his committee, so this, uh, the compromise version. So he couldn't even get the compromise version moving in the House. So there's a standoff now between lieutenant governor and the speaker, and really the governor is on the side of the lieutenant governor. So that's good. I'll get into more detail than that in just a minute. The other priority we had was to make sure that we had a law that protects the conscience rights of faith-based adoption and foster care child welfare service providers. So you've seen these issues come up across our state and country where people have sued the Catholic Church. They've sued other entities because of their beliefs on marriage. Um, The issue regarding providers and uh, referrals and adoption, foster care, child welfare services have been no stranger to this issue as well. And it's real simple. The state depends on faith-based providers to be a part of the child protective services. And when you have 25% of those providers that are faith-based, the state is asking them to help. They need the help of private entities that are faith-based because they can't serve the children of Texas on their own. They just can't meet those needs. And this is part of the mission of these entities for almost their beginning, to serve the needy, to serve the, the underserved, the underprivileged, those that don't have anyone to care for them. That's what Christians do, and that's what these faith-based entities have done for decades, if not over 100 years, many of them in our state and in our country. But people want to push them out of the process. They want to tell them that you're not welcome to serve children if you do that based on your religious beliefs and that's nonsense. So that's one law. That law has been passed to protect the conscience rights of child child welfare service providers. That law, we've been working on that bill for over 2 years. It's headed to the governor's desk. That is a major accomplishment. I'll talk more about that in future shows. The third priority was to ban dismemberment abortions. And you heard me correctly, dismemberment abortions. They break apart the body of an unborn child in the womb and then pull it out of the mother's stomach. That is some of the most barbaric things you'll hear described on this show, but that's the reality of what they do. We found this out over a year ago when these videos started coming forward From Planned Parenthood about the way they do things, the way they kill children, the way they end their life in such a brutal way, and really many of these videos, you heard them almost laughing about it, you know, making jokes about it at times. And some of their works, I mean, just real—I mean, insensitive is not a strong enough word to use regarding the demeanor that they had on these issues. But we also found out that they were selling baby body parts and sometimes using abortion procedures to make it more likely that those parts of the body, if you will, would be preserved afterwards. Just awful, some of the things we found out. So legislation to stop all of this is just about done. So those are the three priorities that we went into session with. One's on its way to the governor's desk. Another one is very close to getting to to, to the governor's desk. And the other one, the Privacy Act, we still got some work to do. We may end up in a special session on that issue. We'll see. Uh, But those are the three priorities we came with. One's done. Two's almost done. The third one, I have confidence we're going to get there. And look, the governor's already said that. There's differences between the language in the House and the Senate on this issue, and he said he's confident that those differences will get worked out. You know, I'd like to say I, I share the governor's optimism, but I've seen these things happen at the Capitol, and you just never know. You can't take anything for granted. That's why we need you to engage. So if you go to txvaluesaction.org, you can see the action page. If you go to our social media pages for Texas Values, you can see the work that we're doing, how you can contact your elected official and get involved in these issues. There is still time. You can call the governor's office today. Look, I told you I'm at the Capitol today. The elected officials, House and Senate, they're at the Capitol today, okay? The session ends on Monday. They still got a lot of work to do. There are staffers there. If you email and make phone calls, they're there. You'll get noticed. So check that out. Go to our website and find out how you can do that. So a lot happened this week, though, on these issues. So really, and a lot of the the bigger part of the drama, if you will, started last Sunday. So, you know, the legislature met. They did give people time to go to church and all that good stuff that we have a priority for on sunday but you know we know that even you know our lord jesus um made exceptions at times for the lord's day if you will the sabbath when it was necessary to get things done so however you may feel about that the legislature met last sunday later in the day the senate the house went in about two or three the senate started at seven because there was a lot of work to do we were there extremely late sunday night On top of these issues, you know, elected officials are reaching out to us. We're providing our counsel and expertise, but we're also trying to report to you what's going on on the ground. That's what we're doing today, too, at the Capitol, because, you know, look, we have our role to play. We've got our expertise as a lawyer myself, our policy analyst, Nicole Hudgens, uh, another lawyer that we have a part of our team that's very knowledgeable and experienced in these issues. We've got staff that help with social media and messaging. We're going to do our part. But part of what we try to do is educate you about what's going on so you can get involved. So you can feel like, look, you know, you don't just have to sit back and watch these things happen and feel like there's nothing you can do about it. There is an important role for you to play. So we try to give you the information. That way, if you call or email, you don't feel like you don't know what you're talking about. Someone asks you a question. And I've seen it happen, frankly. I've been in offices where people like you have made phone calls to your elected officials, and they almost try to demean you. They try to make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about, start asking you a bunch of questions that put you on the defensive. I don't condone that. I think that's ridiculous. But I hear I've, I've been in a legislator's office when those calls have come in, and I've, and I've heard them say things which sounded to me to with the intention of making citizens feel like they don't know what they're talking about. I don't think that's right. Even if it's a group that I disagree with, you know, I I think that staffers should be respectful to citizens and constituents that call in. Nonetheless, my point to you is, we know that that can happen from time to time. We don't want you to be discouraged or caught off guard by that. So we want to give you the information so you know what's going on. So let me jump back about Sunday night. So last Sunday night, the legislature was meeting. We know that the House leadership has refused to take a vote on the issue of privacy in our public schools and public buildings. It's been very clear that local school districts in some cities have wanted to pass new laws, and some of them have, that allow men to go into women's bathrooms, men to go into girls' bathrooms. And how do they do it? They create a special classification based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Well, what does gender identity mean? You see it described in the legal definition that they try to use is actual or perceived of how someone identifies, even if it doesn't match up with the sex. So if they were born a man, they feel like, you know, I'm actually a woman, and that's how I identify. So that means I feel like a woman, I can go into the woman's bathroom. That's. That's how they make this work. These laws that say they can make that decision based on their gender identity allows this to happen. We don't think this is a good idea. So we're trying to pass laws at the state level. So if you're from, you know, different parts of the state, if you're from South Texas and you drive up to Houston with your kids and you use the swimming pool or if you are in a government building, you're not caught off guard by these things. You know, we we have these patchworks of laws across the state and people don't know what's going on. So if your kid plays athletics and is um, going to an athletic meet and showers there before or after the event, you're not caught off guard if your daughter is showering there and a boy goes into their bathroom or shower room or locker room. First of all, it shouldn't be happening. And so if we have a statewide law, people don't get caught off guard. It's not, they're not treated differently and it's consistent and it's common sense. So, the, the the Senate passed a law on this issue. I mean, they passed a bill long time ago, back in March, and they've been waiting for the House to act. The House has refused to. Speaker Joe Strauss has gone on record publicly saying that he's opposed to this legislation and clearly trying to block it from moving forward, even though there's just been growing and growing support from it amongst House members. So, under a lot of pressure, in the, the lieutenant governor essentially indicating that unless the house does something on this issue they're not getting it passed there might be a special session legislators don't like to come back for special sessions generally but when your work's not done that's what happens i mean this issue has been written about more times than any issue or proposed legislation that i've likely ever seen in the many legislatures that i've been involved in as much as the media tries to act like it's not a big deal and it's not important They sure seem to think it is, because that's all they want to write about almost. Anyway, so the House comes up with some language. And I'll just have you know, I didn't see the language ahead of time, nor did just about anyone I know that's been a part of the leadership on this issue, which was a mistake to begin with, but probably intentional. So the House lays out an amendment, and the person introducing the amendment, and I don't know, I'm not trying to pass judgment on him. I had never heard him speak about this issue at all, nor had his office ever indicated they wanted to have involvement. And we have been to legislator offices numerous times on this issue. So uh, his name is Chris Patty. Representative Patty from East Texas lays out this language that purports to be a solution to these problems, but certainly is not. So whatever the case may be, whatever the motivation and, and all the plan. It didn't work. The language has problems. And the only thing the language does is make it clear that if someone, for whatever reason, wants a private single stall bathroom to use because they don't want to use the boys' or girls' bathroom, that the law will protect them from doing that. And look, we think people, if they want an accommodation, a private single stall bathroom, and they want to make that request, we're not hostile to that. But having a private bathroom does not necessarily mean that it needs to be single stall. I mean, a lot of the bathrooms that some of these folks that want to go from being a boy to a girl, and I only know of a handful of those cases in the 5 million public school students that we have, surely we can accommodate a couple of kids if we need to, or, you know, a dozen, how many are out there across the state, a couple dozen, I don't know the exact number, but it certainly is a small amount. But many of them are going into a bathroom that is not for use by the children in the faculty lounge, the nurse's office, some of those may be single-stall, they may not. So that's got problems there, too. But part of it is it requires that the student get a single-stall bathroom. Some of the school districts may not have a single-stall private locked bathroom or however it's going to be. But that's the only thing that the law guarantees. It does not make it clear that a school district cannot allow a boy to use a girl's bathroom. As a matter of fact, it allows that as long as nobody else is in the bathroom even if it's multi-use. So you got to have somebody go in there and sweep the bathroom before they go in there. It just has problems, and it doesn't solve the problem. As a matter of fact, within a day or two of it passing, a lot of the groups that have been opposed to the efforts to keep boys out of girls' bathrooms and locker rooms were out there saying, oh, this law doesn't really do anything. It keeps us where we are. Yes, bingo, just as we thought from the beginning. So what does that mean? That we don't have a solution. So our lieutenant governor within a day or so said hey this isn't what i asked you to do house this isn't the language we suggested so we're this issue's not done there's still work to do and it's your fault essentially so we'll see what happens so um so there's almost like this standoff if you will and the governor's come out and said look i hope the house and senate get this worked out and i think they can you know i don't I like to be optimistic. It certainly is possible. This issue is not that complicated. But we certainly have, what it appears, a group of people, obviously, the House leadership, uh, Joe Strauss. He doesn't want a law like the one that Governor, Lieutenant Governor Patrick has proposed that actually keeps boys out of going into girls' bathrooms. So we know he doesn't like that law, so it shouldn't be a surprise that the one that he allowed to get a vote on. Because trust me, members have tried to get a vote on other pieces of legislation. but the um, the House leaderships not allowed that to happen by amendment. Other ways, so there's still some work to do on this issue, and I don't know where we're going to end up in a special session on this issue. There are other issues like redistricting, a sunset catch-all bill that's supposed to be a must-pass type thing that hasn't been done. It's certainly looking more likely, but I think there's one thing that's clear: that the House and Senate members have become much more comfortable and supportive of having strong law to protect privacy in bathrooms and shower rooms and locker rooms. We're a long way from January when these laws were first proposed. It's not like the idea and the issue had just come up. But members were still trying to get comfortable with the idea of us having a statewide law to address the issue. They certainly, the majority of them, did not like the fact that President Obama at the time was trying to force our public schools to allow boys in the girls' bathrooms and locker rooms, or we'd lose our federal education funding. They didn't like that idea, and they were supportive of that letter being rescinded, it certainly appears. But to take another step and then have a state law that specifically prevents local school districts from doing that, you know, you got into some of these discussions about local control and all this other nonsense, which I think is a little bit of, you know, Double talk or window dressing from really wanting to address the issue. But nonetheless, I think it's fair to say that there were some members that were not ready or comfortable at the time with the idea of having a state law on this issue. I believe that's changed significantly. Legislators have heard from their constituents for months on these issues. So, because of that, I think that's why you now see state elected officials ready to do something on this issue and ready to do something strong and meaningful, not just something that looks right that that has a couple of the right words put together that lead people to believe that you're doing something when you're really not. That's not what we need here. We need a law that actually works that says what it that does what it purports to do, and leaves no doubt. We cannot wait another two years to have something specific in law on this type of issue. It has gone too far. Can you, only, you can only imagine where this issue is going to be in another year and a half when we'd have to wait to come back to a legislative session then? I can only imagine, and I don't really want to imagine at this point, to be honest with you. I mean, who thought this is where we'd be two years ago? 2 years ago we had concern about the US Supreme Court forcing our state and other states to change our law when it becomes, as it relates to marriage being between one man and one woman. So they so the US Supreme Court forced that onto us. And now a year and a half later, 2 years later, we're just trying to keep men out of, going out of women's bathrooms. Wow. So you can imagine where we might be in 2 years. If we don't get this issue right, and that's what I think you got to appreciate about the lieutenant governor's leadership on this issue. He knows how important it is. They want to get it right. And there's so much focus and attention on this issue right now, whether you like it or not. And let me, I'm not trying to shout at you. I'm sorry. You guys know, if you listen to the show before, I get passionate when we talk about these kind of things. That's just my natural personality. Okay. So let me take a breath for a second and just say this. Whether you like the fact that this issue is getting a lot of talk, whether it should or not, whether or not, you know, this is where we should be, that we've, we're we just trying to keep boys out of girls' bathrooms and shower rooms and locker rooms, that's where we are, okay? That is where we are in our society. And there's also no question that this issue is getting a lot of attention and likely more attention than we have seen on any policy issue this legislative session. I mean, I been a little surprised by the media spending so much time. But, you know, some of that is not a surprise. Part of the reason, in my opinion, that the media has spent so much time talking about this is because they recognize that where we are policy-wise on this issue and society-wise is probably way out of control and they know that the majority of people have had enough of it and that they're motivated to do something. So they're trying to do everything they can, in my opinion. Some of them are, many of them. To change the narrative, to convince you that there's nothing we need to do on this issue and it's not that big of a deal, and to try to poke holes in all of your beliefs and arguments because they know when the lieutenant governor starts pushing on issues like this because you care about them he's probably gonna get something done and they realize they're outnumbered. they realize society wise this issue pulls very well on our side. It's not same-sex marriage okay it's not about the definition of marriage between a man and a woman okay and we haven't changed our views on that I, I don't I don't believe that many people have but that's not this issue. and while people may argue there's some connection, I don't know. Maybe there is, and where we are in society, but legally, these issues are not the same. But this is where we are. And I think what the people found out in Houston a year and a half ago, if you want to put it this way, it's a winning issue to say men should not be in women's bathrooms, boys should not be in girls' bathrooms, and that we should not have laws that open the door to that, no pun intended, or maybe so. But that's what they do. It's not just me and a few other people, lawyers across the country, and even their side has now acknowledged it. They have acknowledged that these laws allow that to happen. That's why they're pushing against them. That's why they're pushing their own laws to allow. I mean, they've now come out and said that it is about the bathroom. They've said they want access to whatever bathroom they want, dripping springs, ISD being a prime example okay just southwest of the austin area kind of a conservative area okay represented by jason isaac a republican okay a very suburban area if you will the school district did not tell parents that they were allowing a boy to use the girls bathroom now look i recognize from what we're being told that this little boy thinks of himself as a girl. I've heard that. I'm not denying that that's his thought or his parents' thought and intention, but it's a boy. Whether you agree or disagree with it, however you see it, biologically, he's a boy. He wants to use the girl's bathroom, okay? That's what the school district has been allowing. You know how parents found out about that? One of the little girls came home and said, "Daddy." There was a boy in my bathroom today at school. That's how parents are finding out about it. We're involved in a Freedom of Information Act request battle with the Dripping Springs. They want to charge us almost $300,000 to turn over documents so the public can actually know for sure what they're doing. Okay? And so, but my point here is in Dripping Springs... The school district was allowing this boy to use a faculty or notion's bathroom that was not the regular boys and girls bathroom for 1 year. And they said, "You know what? That's not good enough. We want he wants to go in the girls' bathroom or we're going to sue you." That is what we're up against at over 1200 school districts if we don't have statewide law on this issue. Look, we're almost out of time. Please go to our website txvalues.org. Go to our action site txvaluesaction.org. You can make a difference today. You can make a tax-deductible donation today, too. We've got a budget of over $800,000. We've got five full-time staff members. We're at the Capitol every day fighting for you. Please look out for us. Look, that's it for today's show. Wow. Time went by quick, but we're done for the week. But the legislature is not done. Come to the Capitol today if you want. We'll be there. And I'll see you next time on the Texas Values Report.